Digital Bath Podcast. We're four close friends. Talk about spooky shit. And drink moderately okay seltzers and other drinks. I'm the one doing the intro. It's the flawed god. Christoph. Or just Chris. Or Christopher James. Whatever you want. Moving to my right, we have Jesse, the smooth talker, Badeo. How you doing tonight, Jesse? I got my pumpkin beer and I'm ready to party. Cool. <laughs> I like pumpkins. <laughs> I like cutting them up, making them smile real pretty like, you know what I mean. It's called carving pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Further to the right is Amanda. Oh, hi, Panda. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, good. You looked at me funny. I almost lost character. I liked how it rhymed. Amanda, oh, hi, Panda? Yeah. Is that why you did it? No. Clearly not. (laughs) 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 I'm completely lost, and I feel weird. What have you been up to? Anything interesting? Just being spooky. Yeah. I dig that. You know who's not spooky? Dakota. <laughs> he's he's ghosted us, if you will. So in his place, we have the better, the more influential, the more honestly kind of scary Amanda. So thank you for coming. You're welcome. You're you're welcome. That was like it's like Scooby. Are you Scooby? Spooky. You know Spooky Scooby too. Under this mask, I assure you, it's just an uglier. Just the same version of me. <laughs> Slight- I liked that. That's a good line. It's just slightly more bloody. <laughs> <laughs> and to my left, why am I? I'm getting like bat like, voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dial it down. Go back. Sorry. Sorry. That's better. To my left, we have the mini fridge with a bunch of ones and stuff, and there's three in there too. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Correct. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a three in there. There's a one in hey, there. Hey, buddy. I've I seen I've seen Fargo. I know what you fucking people do. What do you mean, you people? Aren't you from, you know, you're not from North Dakota. You're from Minnesota. Incorrect. You're from Kansas. Incorrect. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm from. Sometimes those pop out. It's an accident. God, what is this voice? I've heard it before. Kind of like Clint Eastwood meets Raiden. Is that what it is? Kinda. Maybe. There's a wrestler that sounds like you. Who's the wrestler? Macho Man. Yeah. You have. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm still too close, probably. Oh yeah. That's better. It's the Tower of Power. Too sweet to be sour, but he's smaller than a lot of other people. Mini fridge. I get two intros. All right. Well, I'm I'll just trying it. to get it good, you know. You got it good, man. Sometimes. You got it, you got it real fucking good, Sometimes buddy. I worry I sound like a stupid person. That's why we have you here. Well, good then. <laughs> Think I can do this the entire episode? No, no don't. we don't want you to. Fine. Welcome to the Digital Bath Podcast, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're still listening, uh, we appreciate you. Oh, Ooh. I just got seltzer in my eye. <laughs> So we're going to open and clink our drinks, apparently, and he just, you know, was a little premature with that. So let's do it. 
premature seltrification. <laughs> <a> thunk. Oh, <laughs> thunk. Fudunk. Oh, that was a good one. But yes, uh, Dakota is not here. Uh, we recorded a, a video that will be coming out soon to our YouTube um, of Dakota playing a VR game, a scary VR game. And that's and why he's not here. Yeah, he was, missed my floor, and now he, he has to pay for it. Yep, he was so terrified, he screamed like a little bitch, so we decided he couldn't be a part of the podcast anymore, and we replaced him with Amanda. So. Yeah. Braver. Upgrade. So, uh, fuck you, Dakota. Um, so, tonight, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're talking about the psychology behind horror games. Um, and that can go many different ways, obviously. Um, first, I'd like to start off by just talking about the psychology of what makes people scared. Different people. Like, what, what's behind that? And then we can kind of go into, you know, what games utilize to kind of bring that fear out of them. So... Does anybody want to start real quick? Disney princesses. They scare you, huh? Cute things scare Chris, yes. That's true. <sighs> yeah, what? It's like Frieza from Dragon Ball. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't um, understand that reference. Good. There's three types of horror, I feel. Horror. And one of the ones that gets the most notoriety is the gore fest, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yep. Um, gore porn? In a, in a way, but I think just in general, like slasher movies and, and stuff like that, visceral, you know, fear um, is a real thing. Getting stabbed by something or your flesh falling off, that's a very uh, gory um, image. And to me, that is one type of horror that I think video games can tap into pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, uh, what do they, what do they call that? Uh, Jinji Ido. What does he do? What do they call that? The... Body, body horror? horror, body yes. horror. Yes, oh, I uh, love body horror. Body horror is definitely something that people get absolutely terrified. Like the, you know, um, if someone is crawling down the hallway and their back is broken and they're crawling at you or any anything of that nature. That just that, I don't know that. What what's the word I'm looking for? Their body's all messed up and they shouldn't be able to do exactly. That they're doing? Yeah, yeah, Maybe? yeah. They're they're contorted. There's and probably everything. a Japanese and, word for that. I'm, there's a Japanese word for all words, Chris. Well, um, like, <laughs> koino you can means you love somebody, but you don't know it yet. Like, they probably have a, a oh, super cool I know word. There's yes, a Japanese yes. word for eating when you're not hungry, but you want to taste it. What's that called? I don't remember. Mm. Super uh, Mario. <laughs> what, are the, what are the other two types of horror? Um, another one, I would say, is um, an existential... Ex- oh, my God, I can't say the word. Existential horror? Um, the thought of what's beyond us, what's beyond the grave, um, you know, more spiritual things like that, I think is a type of horror that, um, you know, gets touched on in games, but it's definitely not the forefront, I think, but. Do you mean like ghosts? Yeah, in a way. It's more spectral. like Lovecraftian. Yes. So a little bit of both. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cosmic kind of feeling like. Like we are insignificant. What's. Okay. Yeah. Literally, what we could see could make us go insane. Yeah, that's Ooh. yeah, that's a terrifying thought. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what what was the third one? I had it, and it's gone. So oh. we'll, we go back. <laughs> it's not gone. Two. You just don't remember. Oh, that's scary. The fear of <laughs> <That's scary. laughs> that is a little scary, actually. <laughs> the fear of not knowing. Ooh. Ooh, what's beyond the door? Mystery. Yeah, Schrodinger's door. Sh- Schrodinger's dong. Is it Amanda, hard? Is it not hard? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna disregard what they're talking about okay. right now. Yeah. Uh, what what scares you? I guess when it comes to just fear in general, what's something that gets under your skin? Man, um, anymore, not a lot. <laughs> um, realness, uh, the the scariest, you know, 
horror movies, TV shows, uh, video games out there to me are the ones that are based in reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, but I think that's why they fascinate me so much is like, you know, things that are based on serial killers or, um, loss of family, stuff like that. Like, uh, that real kind of horror I think Mm -hmm. is really scary. Um, and also, um, scary imagery. Uh, I won't stop talking about Lovecraft Country because it's the only thing lately I've seen that's actually scary. Hmm. And it's part of the imagery. And it's not the cosmic horror of it. It's it's the the visuals are and are truly scary. And I don't want to give away too much because you guys are spoiler free. And uh Unlike your podcast. Unlike my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and also none of you guys have seen you've watched Lovecraft Country. I have right? not seen the last two episodes. Oh, okay. And it's gotten just scarier and scarier with every episode, too. Nice. Um, but things that have, like, actual, like, you close your eyes and you can still see it mm-hmm. kind of imagery. Oof. Elsa um, from Frozen 2. <clears throat> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't understand, though. It does It does freak me out. Like, it does. I believe you. Okay. We've had conversations about this okay, before. Okay, like, I... Just don't want my stuff, you know. You know, there's a real psychology behind wanting to destroy cute things. Well, yeah, like they're so cute, you want to squeeze them until uh-huh. their head pops off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a real, yeah. like, proven thing. Yeah, of yeah. Wanting to destroy psychopaths have that. No, no. no. Just humans <laughs> in general have it. Just want to grab the frozen Blu-ray and that's break it. That's why we so want to no pinch the it. cheeks of babies, because we want to harm cute things. Yeah. I've never pinched the cheek of a baby, so okay. But that's why people say they want to do that. It's uh, not for yeah. everybody. I don't. Uh, want, I don't want to harm cute so little puffy, innocent things. <laughs> but I don't want to be. I don't want to watch kitty shit. I just don't like it. Well, Nick, you asked about uh, like why do people want to be scared, and there's a real catharsis in being scared um, because you come out on the other side safe and sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, Things like haunted houses, horror video games, scary movies, you you come out of it unharmed, unless you have a heart attack, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you really could die. But most people come out of on the other side unharmed, and you feel stronger on the end of it. And I think that's why people like to be scared because it the catharsis of it. You feel I came this close to death and I survived. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason people go on roller coasters. Yeah, it's yeah. because it makes you feel. Like, I could have died, but I didn't. It's that adrenaline rush. You yeah. know, it's that serotonin and that endorphins being released into the brain. It makes you feel good that you overcame a, an experience that you know you probably shouldn't have been a part of or you didn't want to be a part of, but yet you did it anyway. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I And, and it, I think it, uh, a lot of that leads into, like, anticipation also. Yes, because that was the third one, anticipation. Anticipation? <laughs> yes. I believe that's the basis of almost all horror and emotion is, an, is anticipation. Because, I mean, and we, I'm glad you said roller coaster because I was having a conversation um, with Tony about this at work earlier today. And we were talking hey, about, hey, Tony, shout out to you. Um, How you doing, eh? 
he we're... doesn't listen to this. Well, when he does, say it, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> say, you gotta say it, Tony. Hey, hey Tony. maybe maybe you listen, maybe you don't. Maybe you find out that your kneecaps don't work so well. Maybe, maybe that's not my problem. I don't know. I don't maybe know. it's great. Maybe know. we got a new fan. Maybe we uh, got a new dead friend. I don't know. But I used when we were talking about anticipation. I used the roller coaster roller coaster um, analogy analogy to it because. You know, it takes you however so long to get up to the the peak of the roller coaster, right? And you're anticipating the, you know, how high you are and the fall that comes afterwards. And it kind of, it gets, it, it can mess with some people. It gets in your head and you're like, oh shit, this is getting scary. This is getting scary. And then when the actual drop happens, sure, you have that moment of like, oh shit, this is happening. And, it you know, you scream, but then it's over a lot quicker than the anticipation um, actually built it up in your head. And then you realize, oh, wow, that, you know, I was hyping myself up and it was it was fun or it wasn't that bad. Um, and we sometimes I think people certain people can attribute that to like horror games because me, for example, um, I find the anticipation more scary than when I actually finally see the quote unquote monster or whatever might be like coming after me or around the corner because I'm I don't know what's there. But when I see it. It's kind of gone for me. I'm like, oh, not as scary, I guess. It's tangible. Tangible, yeah. exactly. I, for me, what's scary, I think, is um, a, a vastness and an unknown. So, like, space, for instance, is is fucking terrifying that it just goes on forever. Or the ocean. I, I can only see so far in front of me, and there's literally millions of organisms in there that I millipedes never, you can't count all those I legs I can't count all those legs <laughs> Too that vast. I, I could never see coming so those that's why a lot of horror games I you know go to that anticipation the you know that there's a world beyond what you're seeing on the screen but the old school video games captured that feeling of only seeing the box that's in front of you hearing what's beyond but not seeing it and fucking with your senses I think is what makes that that high almost of like I need to know what's beyond that even though it's gonna scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the some of the games that I want to talk about a little later that do that the best. Uh, I'm glad you said the old survival horror games because like the original Resident Evils, of course Silent Hill, um, Fatal Frame does that well. Even though that's not, uh, I think three, two and three. Well, maybe maybe it was just three. Wasn't all uh, set camera angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of traveled outside of that, but. I mean, they did a really good job of creating that anticipation because you didn't know what the hell was around that quarter. I think uh, Resident Evil was terrifying because of the fucking controls, and they did that shit on purpose. Yeah. God damn it. Taking That's... away a sense or an ability that you're used to having um, really brings fear, I think, into the situation. Yeah. Um, I think I think some of the games that we, we will probably touch on, I think some of the games that really are terrifying is because you're helpless like in resident evil you've got shots with a shotgun you've got your knife you've got your pistol but some of the games your option is to run and hide and hope they don't follow you and find you mm-hmm. and those i think i think that's one of the things that touches on a fear for me as being powerless like if i think about real world horror it's it's someone in danger that i love and i can't do anything because mm-hmm. they're in another town or another state when people travel you know i'm like hey call me when you get here you know touch base with me and it's not that i'm being over like i i'm I just why i need to know where you are at all times it's like i'm afraid that your uber driver wants to cut your heart out and eat it i don't know why i just get that way well some do yeah you're that's uh, why it's a good assessment i think um the original games obviously had limitations and i think 
I think there may be more fun as a video game aspect. For sure. But the horror genre in video games has evolved, I think, to the adult um, audience and, and that they know what is scary. Monsters used to be scary when we were kids, and now the real stuff is kind of what scares adults and, and people that are a little older. Um, and those games not aren't necessarily that fun to replay, to be right. honest. Like I, I think the Outlast, game, Outlast games are really well done and really creepy, but I've never once been like, you know, I want to play that again. Yep. Yeah. Whereas Resident Evil, you know, I'm like, I want to get to that boss again. I want to see how fast I can kill that boss. Right. It was more of an old school level-based score versus what people are getting now, which is, I think, experiences. Yeah, well, and it, it's funny you bring that up because um, thinking about that, um, the games that Jesse was talking about and you and Chris, you were talking about that where you just have to run and hide, can't fight back or anything like that, that actually takes me out of it. I'm not that doesn't that doesn't scare me as much because if it puts me in more of a real life scenario, it I would as a person, if something jumped out in front of me, the first thing I would do is my fight or flight instinct would kick in and I would fight. Right. right? So even if I couldn't fight well in a video game like Silent Hill 2, for example, yeah, you can fight in that game, but you don't fight well. And there's times in that game where there might be a, multiple enemies and you're like, OK, I either fight or I find another way. I run away. And to me personally, that's more terrifying than not being able to fight at all because you have to pick and choose your battles instead of just running away. I would say like an alien isolation <clears throat> situation. That gives pretty fucking where creepy though. As you like, get further into the game, you can fight back in your own. You right. get like a flamethrower. You can scare it away, things like that. But like when you first start out on that game, I, I think I probably died like a hundred times, and I was trying. I was like, "Oh, I wonder if I can get away this time." Oh no! Yep, tail through this heart. Up, oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> yeah. There's a the only horror game I've played all the way through is Layers of Fear, and there's even if you could fight back, I mean, it's a ghost, mm -hmm. so there's no reason to even try. There was no reason to build that mechanic in to that game, so that makes more sense in the the world of that game to just turn and run when you. I run. think. Nick would be swinging on air. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm swinging. I'm Bring swinging. It. Yeah, I don't care if it's a ghost. I'm swinging. Oh, you're dying. Yep, I'm probably, probably. Um, We're beating I, ghosts up in here. Yeah. Gonna <laughs> hit at her with a Ouija board. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna learn the. Uh, Ouija I'm gonna you hold it like a like a find a way to like inject it like the assassin's blade. And you're like, <laughs> oh shit! I can do that with like salt and like iron and stuff, and just make the ghost disappear for you a while. Watch too much supernatural, bro. Yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> calm down. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, calm down. Calm down. I, I was so upset. Calm before. down. So, sorry. So, oh, Jesus Christ, bro. We're trying to do a podcast. <laughs> uh, I and in sound also atmosphere and sound. I think on on in my opinion, sound when it comes to games specifically in general is probably one of the most important aspects to the game when it comes to atmosphere and how immersed you feel in the game. Because you can have a beautiful environment that everything looks perfect, but if you're running through like a, a field of grass or something and it sounds like bells, you're not going to be immersed. It's going to take you out of the experience, right? So a good soundtrack and good um, sound design goes a long way. And I, I'll bring up uh, the, the Fatal Frame games, especially Fatal Frame 3, because in that game, in the beginning, when you're in the mansion, there is no music at all. And Silent Hill does this as well. There's no music and you're just walking down this like this wooden hallway and all you hear is nothing 
and you your feet just hitting wood and you hear creaking and you're not exactly sure where the creaking's coming from. Or you might hear some laughing like way off in the background, but you weren't sure if that was behind you. You weren't sure if it's in front of you, around the corner, where exactly it was coming from. It created this sense of anticipation because you were anticipating something to be there. And honestly, like 80% of the time, nothing was fucking there. So that time, those uh, that 20% of the time when something was there, you were caught off guard. It's just like the first Resident Evil game uh, when you are starting out and you're going through the mansion and uh, it's kind of quiet and you go through that long hallway with the Where's with the, the dogs, windows. man? Where's the fucking well, when dogs? when you're first playing it, you don't know. Right. right. You don't know that's going to happen at all. And the very first time, it's Fine. utterly terrifying. No, for the first time you go through the hallway, nothing happens. Well, so yeah. you're, like, you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You come back, boom, crashes mm-hmm. right through the windows. Fucking terrified everyone. But that game gets you on two levels. The first level it gets you on is surprise fear. And then after you you beat the game or you whatever, you go back and play it again. The second time you're you're you know that that first time is fine. The second time you're like, where's the line? Where's the line? With oh, there's the dogs. It gets you. It get, it's like it's like the crypt keeper at the beginning of the the crypt keeper show. Mm-hmm. You know he's gonna pop out, but you your brain cannot cannot realize exactly what moment. And you're Tales always like, ah, oh, shit, he got me again. Tales from the crypt. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, that's why I said TFC as we call it at the DBP. At the d- <laughs> okay. Here's here's, here's, I don't a, know. here's another thing that I have about sound though, that it can create fear. Sonic. The hedgehog. Oh six. <laughs> Sonic. When you are when you are in um the water, and all of a sudden mm. you start hearing that. Dun, 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 you just dun, gave dun, me anxiety. Oh. Yes, you. right. It creates a sense of fear. It's like you start to kind of panic. You're like, "Fuck! I got to get out of this real quick." It might not be the fear that everybody's talking about. I it might frick. When I played that game. You said frick? <laughs> frick, I gotta get the heck out of here. Yeah. Oh no, you cussed. You oh, did a cuss. Shoot. Do your, a- do your actions have consequences? Where will you And that's about Sonic. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it creates a sense of fear and it's not a scary game in not the F- least bit. AR though. We're not talking about that game, right? No. Okay. No, we're not talking about, not yet. Is... We could talk about that. That is what? I don't know. I don't remember what fear stands for. <laughs> First encounter assault recon. That's what I said. First encounter asshole rear end. <laughs> we said the same thing. Uh, so let's talk about psychology a little more, though, because Dakota likes scary. We're going to talk about our fallen our fallen brother right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota likes scary movies, but he can't do being in games. It. What do you think the difference is between the two and why some people can't do? I would like to say that games. it's a little thing called suspension of disbelief. You can watch someone get cut up on screen because you're watching someone get cut up on screen. But when you're in a game, you grow an attachment either, you know, if it's first person, mm-hmm. it's it's through your eyes. It's through that box. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have the same plane of view or whatever, but it's through your eyes. If it's third person, you can still kind of get into it because you... When you move your hands, that character does what you do and you you create a bond. You're or, controlling the fate of yeah. that character. But I, I like Dead Space. You like after a while, I am that guy. Yeah. I, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not. I'm controlling the fate of this guy. It's like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Not what the fuck are we gonna do? So that's. I think it's a suspension of disbelief that gets. Because in movies, I'm never like I'm that guy. Yeah. Well, I have a little inside information. Uh, Dakota doesn't like being chased. 
That's like really the big crux of it. So, so. a bunny like was behind him and started hopping at him. Would he be like, "Oh, fuck this"? It's also why he can't. He will only play the killer in Dead by Daylight and not the survivor. Oh, that's amazing! I didn't know that. He doesn't like being chased. Hmm. So okay, I love being chased. What? That's weird. In like, in like, like <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Who's like, Absolutely. I love being chased. But like in games, like tag and stuff. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> I love tag. I don't. Need, I'm never it. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> You're, but I think you hit the nail on the head. A suspension of I'm disbelief because he is in control of the character as he's playing, but he is not in control of any of the characters in a movie as he's watching. Yeah, it's not yes. him. Right. Yeah. What? What if? What if there was a movie where you were just the person getting killed over and over again, and it was like the guy was like, <laughs> would he be scared? He still doesn't have control of it. True. He's still not making the decisions. It's not a choose your own adventure. Like, true, true. You speak it a true, true. Yeah. Speak it a true, true. But you were saying sound earlier, and Dead Space, I think, is one of those games that takes sound to a whole new fucking level. The, mm-hmm. the psych outs in yeah. those games. So the first time something pops through the vent and it scares the shit out of you. And then the next time it's like, huh? Huh? Gotcha. And you're like, fucking damn it. Yep. And you're like, oh, there was nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing a game on Switch right now called Gone Home. Which I mean, Is that that little robot game? Nope. Oh, okay. Nothing to do with robots. Robot. Um, it, I'm like an hour in. I'm, I'm only scared because of suspense right now, mm. because of anticipation. You're this, the girl who's like come home from Europe. Um, and your family moved into a new house while you were gone and uh, you come home and your parents and your sister aren't there and you're walking around the house investigating, huh. trying to find them. And literally I'm an hour in and haven't found anything scary yet. And I'm scared. <laughs> like it, anticipation. Yeah. Here, huh? It's, and, but the sound design too is really good because there's a, there's only music when I find one of my sister's letters. Okay. And also her voice reads the letters. That's cool. Mm, And so that's really cool. Um, But otherwise, the only sound is there's a storm going on outside. Mm. And so I'm also hyper aware of like, am I going to hear something? Like, and it's on a switch too. So I'm like holding it super close to my face. Kind of reminds me of Slender a little bit. Same idea. You go into this abandoned house and you can only hear, you hear like creaks from the woods outside and you hear people like walking, but no one's in the house with you. It's yeah, definitely. I think atmosphere can make a big difference. And is there something weirdly scary about like playing a game that takes place at a different time period? Because this takes place in the '90s, and there's something weirdly psychological. Like the nostalgia of it is yes. weirdly almost because you could be like that happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you're like, oh, VHSs. You're like Blair Witch oh. did that too. Blair yeah. Witch takes place like the late '90s, early 2000s, or something like that. The game you're talking about the game. The game. Like, well, the, the game. movie yeah. was like it was in the late '90s. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I. It, it's also I think it hits us because we were uh, we were young and we were young during the '90s. So that yeah. stuff back then, when we remember it as scary, yeah, um, takes you back to when you're little. Yep. Takes you and back you're walking you're around little, yeah. as I'm walking around this house and I'm like finding pictures of like the mom. I'm like, oh, it's like my mom. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like my mom. Like, I think that's part of it, too, is it messes with you emotionally, like doing stuff like that. I think one of the cool things about going back to an earlier time, too, is like for for the 90s and 80s. Cell phones were not normal for right. anybody. Yeah, that's a big. You part know, of the it. the elite people had phone bag phones Zach in their Morris. cars and stuff. Yeah, but we, you know, <laughs> I I didn't see a cell phone until I was 
a what young, a almost a teenager. You almost. were an old man. No, I was an almost. You had a seen I was the light of day. I had a pager. You it's were a whole almost thing. Forty years old, right? What? You were molded. I am almost forty years old. That's true. <laughs> Talk about Jesus. fear, fear of dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's a legitimate. I can't fear. even go in haunted houses. What if I have a heart attack? What if you shit yourself? So I'm fine with that. This is what I was thinking of earlier. No one's gonna come at you with a poop knife in the in the haunted oh, house. Shit, the poop knife. <laughs> You have the poop knife. Yeah, now. one of the scare <laughs> we, we need to frame the poop knife and put them in, put it in here. We do. Um, this Wait, is one I was. One? It's a drawing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. drawing. <laughs> of course you I do. Like real... <laughs> You're gonna put oh, it in a sorry, shadow Nick, box. I didn't mean to get the poop on you. <laughs> the poop. I fl- I flicked open my poop knife. Um, another one I was talking about earlier that I I thought of that I, I don't think I actually ever really thought of this before was is empathy. People who are severely. Um, empathetic towards people or just, you know, have a lot of empathy in general, tend to put themselves in people's situations more. So that's why there's people who cry a lot in movies and, you know, even though it has nothing to do with them. But I think it goes even further when you're playing a scary game because scary games, a lot of them have, of course, you know, uh, very morbid and um, very macabre type uh, situations that people get in and they they are afraid too because the character is supposed to be afraid and they feel empathetic towards them and they just take on those characteristics and start to become terrified because that's what they're experiencing through the eyes of a character. I certainly think those types of people have the hardest time watching scary things or playing scary things. All the the most tender-hearted people I've ever known cannot watch scary mm-hmm. movies. And a lot of those games you're following a single character. Um, so it's easy to see their loneliness and to, and to feel like them because you're most of those are single player games. So yep. a lot of times you are playing by yourself. You're not playing with with somebody else, um, and it, it is easy to connect. I think with with that character, absolutely. I find the less sleep I have, the more empathetic I am. Is that weird? No, because the less sleep you have, the less like yourself you are. Cool. <laughs> That's why I cried at that YouTube ad. <laughs> Moving on. Here we go. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say the other thing about, um, you know, scary games is a lot of them take place in dark environments. Um, not a lot of them take place during the day or at, uh, and so like, uh, amnesia, uh, does a lot of that where you can't, you have like that little candle and you can't see more than 10 feet in front of you. That definitely plays into, I think what I was talking about earlier, how there's, you know, there's so much more beyond that point, but you can't see it. Um, and you being alone with that person definitely helps you emphasize with them. Uh, when you have a companion in a game, like Resident Evil 4, as soon as you're with Ashley, I lost all sense of scariness all from that. All fear's game. gone. Yep. Because yep. I was like, oh, cool, I got this person now I have to take care of. And it was more of a uh, a job than it Escort was. Escort mission. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel like um, in that way, scary games are a lot like a haunted house. The more people you have with you, the less scared you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think of like, uh, I mean, I'm a big nerd for Halloween Horror Nights and uh, one of the biggest reasons it's more fun for me than scary is that you're always with people. You cannot go through those houses alone because it's a big attraction. You're in a line of people going through them. And um, yeah, people jump out and scare you, but there's always, especially if if there's a big scaredy cat with you, somebody's behind you holding onto your shoulders. um, So you're not alone. But if you were... How scary would that be? That would be mm-hmm. pretty fucking scary. Yeah. And and they are, I mean, in that way, really similar. You you have to make yourself move just like you do in a video game. And there are things moving around you and coming out at you. And 
you have to get through and out. For me, you brought up the scariest part of haunted houses, the lines. <laughs> God, I, I hate lines of people. Like I will avoid going to. I'll go to. I'll go to World of Fun on a cold, rainy day because it's only ten minutes instead of an hour. I fucking hate people. So this is unrelated to the topic, but at Horror Nights, uh, every so often they'll do something kind of interesting where they put plants in the line, like people, not like plants, but they plant people in the line who are meant to make a connection with you as if they are also there on as a tourist. And then once you get into the house and make it a little ways in, uh, they get grabbed by a scare actor and quote unquote killed hmm. in the house. That's cool. To make it feel more real. I thought you were going to say that, like, as you get closer and closer to the end of the line, they get, like, a more like a psychological break. Like, I don't know if I can do this, man. I know, I'm super fucking scared, okay? Yeah, like, it serves two purposes, though. Like, one, to keep you a little bit more engaged while you're waiting in line, and then also to make you feel like, oh, shit, no one's safe. I'm not safe here. Yeah. Uh, shit's about like, to go down. I would go after that person and be like, no, you're not taking Frank. You're coming yeah. with me. Frank, I love you. So... I was asked earlier, like, what what do I find scary in games? Like, what scares me? And I kind of had the same response that Amanda has. I, I, don't, I don't think I could really say that even in movies or television or anything like that, I get scared anymore when it comes to games. I'm kind of desensitized to it. I can look at something and say, oh, shit, that's creepy. And then I run right into it, you know, because that's I, I like that type of suspense. I like I like horror video games. It's my favorite genre um, in in real life. Um, yes. Uh, you know, murderers and, you know, psychopaths and shit out there. Yes, that's that's scary stuff. But if I was if I was uh, faced with that, I wouldn't be as scared, I think, as a lot of other people, because in life I've uh, helped myself train for that type of stuff. I've taken, you know, shooting lessons and stuff like that. I have weapons to protect me. You follow I, Ted Bundy. I, yeah, You've been sure yeah, your whole exactly. life. I, know. I, uh, I took martial arts, everything like that throughout my life. I can protect myself. I have some, I told you about the poop knife. You're ready I have to rock. some control over some control over what I could possibly do in that situation. But when I really thought about it and I, and I peeled back the layers, it was the fear. And Amanda said this again, and it, it's like, we're one in the same. The fear of a loss. Don't ever say that again. It's like we're one in the same. Uh, the fear of it's loss. Like Basically, away. Amanda, you and Nick are like the same, same person. person. Uh, Ooh, unpack I'm that, Dakota. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh, no. Oh, man. He just paused it and sat back. Like... <laughs> His eyes got wide. He's like rocking back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I think we touched on it earlier. Existential horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, back to my point. Uh, but yeah, oh, the fear to me, the, and, uh... the fear of loss. I mean, thinking, um, thinking of like losing my wife or that kind of stuff. That type of shit terrifies me because it's completely out of my control, and there's nothing I can do about it. And it's a real life situation that that could happen, and that's the type of stuff that terrifies me. So when it comes to games and movies. You know, a lot of times I'm just like, fuck it, let's go. I'll go into that dark room with what looks like a guy in the corner, but it's not really a guy, but it wants you to think it's a guy. But, uh, well, I'll do it anyway. 
Are you still talking about games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a guy in the corner. Oh. It's not really a guy, oh. but it wants to make you it wants to make you think it's a guy, but you know, it's not a guy. Mind Could be freak. a girl. No, it's not a girl. <laughs> Could be an asexual being. You don't know. Fuck shut up. <laughs> you I we're saying the same thing. We're basically the same person. <laughs> so basically I'm also Amanda no. Dakota. Woo! We all just get Nick's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that uh, games have picked up on what's scary and what scares people, uh, especially the horror movie tropes started to seep into gaming. Like we talked, I said I was going to bring up fear. Fear had the little the little girl trope, so to speak, that every spook, spooky spirit is like a little girl that is wronged in some way, and she's going to terrorize you. And so they definitely played on that for the first fear game, and really throughout most of them. Um, spider- Alma's freaky, bro. Alma is freaky, and uh, she's powerful. Very powerful. That's the freaky part. She's a little helpless girl, but she will also rip your soul in two. Yeah. So she's got like the the whole like I'm innocent, but also fucking rip you in half. I liked the first fear a lot. I think it did play on people's like, did I see that? Is yeah. That real? Yeah. I, I have no idea if that actually happened. Um, so that's another thing, the psychological aspect of uh, playing with, uh, especially when you're controlling a character and you can turn back around. And in a, in a movie, you see a shot and, you know, they flash something and you don't, you can't, I guess you could rewind it, but you can't move the camera back to pause it. And in a video game, you could literally go back and be like, uh, nothing's there anymore. That's super weird. On that same topic, do you remember in Bumfighter 5000? Condemned Criminal Origins, that's, one of my favorite Xbox 360 games. Go that's on. what I said. Do you remember the part where the mannequins like move around? Bro, I loved that and part. That fucking bum fighter? Yeah, you basically fight yeah. homeless people in that. Oh, game. okay. Yes. You really said that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the second one, well, I you're, imagined bum like a butt. <laughs> in the in the second condemned, you're you're drunk five thousand bums coming you at you at once. You're drunk, powerful <laughs> bum fighter five thousand because you drink alcohol to get powerful. I don't know how it works in that game. It's very it's like, odd. Oh, not as good. Don't talk no. about it. The first one though, literally homeless people. You hit them with hit them in the face with boards. That's yep. the whole game. And also mannequins but move. Imagine if it was butts and you hit them with the board. <laughs> and they were like, ooh. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this game's getting real sexy all of a sudden, and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Sign me up. Condemned. Okay, sorry, I, I didn't. <laughs> Criminal origins. Come at me, bro. Oh, is that a board? Oh, no. It's a two by four. Why Look do they me. talk like that? Why are the bums talking like this? Because the bums are, they ain't got no teeth. I don't know. They're running away like with their butts sticking out you like baboons. No like, teeth, don't Lieutenant get me. Dan. <laughs> Oh no, I tripped and fell. My butt's precariously pointed upwards. Oh, scary. Play a game. It's really fun. <laughs> it, is, it is when you take out all the butts and the mannequins come back for you. You mentioned Ocean earlier. Oceans. Subnautica. <laughs> that game is, in, it, it, it is not necessarily a horror game. Yes, it is. It's right, horrible. Right. It's not necessarily a horror game. But if you haven't, if you don't know what Subnautica is, it is uh, made by an indie studio. It's very, very popular. It's got some of the highest scores ever on Steam. Uh, and basically, you crash land on a planet that is an almost entirely ocean, and it's on an alien planet. And it's a survival game like you would play anything else where you have to try to find food and build shelter. But, of course, you go into the deepest depths uh, of this ocean on this alien planet and boy oh boy there are some dark dark corners in that game and you have no idea what you're going to run into i joke that i would not play that game but it's really because of the type of game it is right because bioshock you're underwater as well mm-hmm. and i absolutely loved that game deathly afraid of the ocean um how's and, finding nemo make you feel uh at first very scared 
But there's cute animals, so I was okay. <gasps> there's oh, not sorry. cute animals in Subnautica. Well, and, actually, there is cute animals until they in go down to the part with the fucking. Angler I was gonna fish. say yeah. that dark <gasps> part of it. Yeah. yeah, dude. How? How? Okay. Real quick break from video games. How is it that an anglerfish exists and it is the stuff of fucking nightmares? How is that a thing? Because it evolved how? with yes, um, evolution. No light. Right. I understand, but it could still be like a cutesy thing. Like it could still be like, hey, I'm an anglerfish. There's huh? some. There's some other cute things. I mean, there's ugly things that evolved in the light, too. Like Such you. as you. <laughs> oh, I pointed, I motioned to everyone, and everyone said me. Oh, big surprise, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Come at me with the board. <laughs> okay. What? Oh, go Sorry. on. No, I was going to say, like, what? what is what is your quintessential scary game? If If you had to pick what game scares you the most. Oh, fuck. I've never played that one, but it sounds like it's a sequel to Bum Finder. <laughs> Is it Bum Fighter or Bum Finder at this point? <laughs> There's a booty. Oh, look at that booty. A scary game that we like or a game that scares us the most? Look, man, I don't know. You asked the what, question. What game scares you the scare most? You I don't care if like you it. like it. I don't care. Fatal Frame 2. Okay. And why is that the scariest game? It forces you to look at the horrifying things in the game. The premise of the game is that you have a camera that takes pictures of ghosts and has the ability to exercise them, basically. Um, and so you literally are in this viewfinder, you know, looking through the lens of the camera, and all of a sudden this scary Japanese ghost woman swoops up in the screen. And I just feel like Japanese culture in general does ghost stories very uniquely. Um, and it's very terrifying to me, and so that game can still consistently get me as far as like me being like, oh fuck, and you know, getting real surprised and scared, even though I have played it well, about two or three times now. Hmm. Um, but that game just forces you to look right at, you know, what's scary, and sure, I sure. like that one a lot. Um, I'm also probably going to go to the Fatal Frame route, uh, but it's Fatal Frame Three Nerd. for me. Uh, and the reason it's the third one is because um, it takes place in, you know, the uh, the big mansion and kind of the village that the other two uh, take place in. However, it also takes place in your normal everyday home. And the ghosts that uh, you experience in the like the in the buildings and stuff in the mansion from the village follow you home. And as the game progresses, they start haunting you there and you'll just randomly be walking through going upstairs doing your normal everyday stuff and all of a sudden like you go into the bathroom and there's a there's just a ghost woman like in like you're you wipe down the uh you know the moisture from the mirror and all of a sudden there's a ghost woman there or they draw in blood or and it's just random it just happens randomly and that to me got me and honestly that's probably the last game i played that I remember, and this was back when I lived in Whispering Pines back in 2011 when we were playing it all the time. The scariest place on earth. Right. Uh, I remember playing that game and being like, I don't want to go down that hallway, and I didn't. Wow. I turned around, and that was probably the last time, but now I could play that game, and I'm like, I'll fucking go wherever I want. Um, <laughs> you can't you fucking can stop, stop me. me. <laughs> no Ooh, bum's going to stop like me. <laughs> okay, Homeland, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I Fatal Frame 3... Yeah, that was the last one that really I actually got kind of legitimately scared in the game. Fair. Um, 
I haven't played a ton of scary games, but I'm going to like reach way back into my memory and uh, go nostalgic. When I was in sixth grade, this is probably like the beginning of why I like scary stuff so much. Ooh. My best friend at the time. Origin story. Origins. Um, I used to go home with my best friend after school and his mom played scary video games and watched scary movies and we'd sit and watch her. And I remember her playing Clock Tower. Ah, oh, And classic. I don't know why I just really liked that. And I liked being scared by it so much. And it really scared me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, keep doing it. And like, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I think even if I watched it now, it would probably scare me a little bit. And I like that. Oh, yeah. It was a scary game, and the the main character was a girl, I think, is part of why I liked it, Mm -hmm. and uh, I hadn't seen a lot of that up to that point, so. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, oh, God, if I was in sixth grade. um, Because it came out on the PS1. Early 2000s. came out on the PS1, right? The The first one did. The first one. three. PS2. was a PS2 game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It might, she might have been playing it on the PS2, because it was the early 2000s, and I think she had a PS2, so. Uh, yeah, but I remember being really into that game and, uh, that was probably the first one that really scared me. And now I don't really, even games like, uh, like Resident Evil 7 doesn't really scare me. It frustrates me, but, um, I don't get that scared by it. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. Chris? I, I gotta go, I gotta go with what I know and it's Dead Space 1. Okay. There, I mean, there's Silent Hill and those are, those are like, ooh, right. you know. And then there's, I feel like Dead Space tried to get you on so many fucking levels, mm-hmm. like sound. They would play, you know, is the term red herring, where you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, mm-hmm. oh, it's nothing. Bam, it's something. You know what I mean? They would do that to you a lot. And then there's, they're basically zombies, right? But Worse? They're, they're worse than zombies, because you, you, oh, it's a zombie, shoot them in the fucking head. Nope. And the first time you play Dead Space, you don't know that you're supposed to... Uh, remove the limbs to kill them. You just, you think... Which, by the way, I'm sorry, but that's fucking cool because every game before that ever, it's like, oh, Headshot, headshot. Takes, it, takes care of them. And this one's like, no, you have to actually remove like two or three of the limbs of the thing. That was so cool. Do you remember different, that like, if you shot them in the head, some of them got pissed off? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like they move faster. You're like, oh, fuck, I just, yep. I just ruined myself. Uh, my shorts. Uh, oh, piss myself. And then it had, it, had the, it had the jump scares. It had the vents where you're like, like a couple times things jumped out of vents and then every time you saw a vent even though nothing might happen you were still like I'm watching that fucking vent bro Mm -hmm. I'm watching that fucking vent then it had like a Lovecraftian type shit going on I apologize (laughs) it had like some Lovecraftian type shit going on with the existential like it's way bigger than you. It's this whole. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the markers. It's controlling people's minds. It's creating a god type thing. Like there's just. It's so, a great game. And you know what else it had? You know what it had that really got me? Lights on the back of his no, suit. No, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> Say some dumb shit when I'm talking. What the fuck? His health no. bar was a spine. We just we just discussed <laughs> the it. Tiny little trilobite creatures. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. But also, remember those. Remember the thing that was like a giant amalgamation of the tiny trilobites, and it wore like a top hat, and you shot it a couple times, and it (laughs) fell. And the fucking thing. Okay, I don't like little crawly things. Okay, that's that's my biggest fear. Little crawly things that I can't. Spiders. So baby, not spider. Babies. I'll I'll kill one spider. You get a hundred spiders coming at me, bro. I'm losing my fucking shit. Scorpions. 
Just a bunch of scorpions. Scorpions? Yeah, that's scary. Scorpions. A bunch of tiny guys going, get over here. And then they pull their mask up. A bunch of little bums. Tiny bums? Whoa. Tiny butts or tiny yes. homeless people? No, bums. But with butts. Okay, so but it's like, tiny homeless people butts. running towards me backwards with their asses. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're going to dream about better this. Have your okay. Better have your board ready. I've got a point. The, there, there was a, character, a creature, of an enemy type in the game... That was like, it was like a put together guy and you shot it a few times and it fell over and you're like, ha, got you, bitch. And it hit the ground and turned into like a hundred little runny things and it was terrifying. And also there was like a hundred ways to die in Dead Space and if you didn't experience them all, it's totally worth it to go back and get killed by Watch everything. Watch the YouTube video. But or yes. the YouTube video, you fucking cheater. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to watch a hundred times, a hundred deaths in a video game. Jesus, it even it even had the it even had that area of the game where the long tentacle just comes up and grabs oh, you. Oh yeah, that was cool. And out of the vent, yeah, yeah, you, out of the fucking you, vent, and you got to fucking shoot its bulbous. Off. You got to shoot its its moles off, or its blisters. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Isn't this, this is the game that like Dakota's real scared of, right? Yes. Yeah, he's played about three seconds of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. This is also the game where Joel watched me play five minutes of it with his with his with his <laughs> with his fucking shirt pulled up above his nose, and sl- he'd bring it down a little bit and start chewing on the fucking. He's an adult in his thirties at this point, I think, and he's hanging out at my house chewing on his shirt and then pulling it up to to where it's just you can barely see his eyes. I'm turned around watching him like. You know you're ruining this for me, right? With your <laughs> what's the, what's the word for pussy? But it's really long, and it's like a French-sounding word. Christopher Pu- Bolton. No, <laughs> pussilaneous or whatever. You know, like yes. People always accuse people of saying pussy, and they're talking about the physical body part it's of a pussilaneous. woman. Pussilaneous. That's Joel as a person. He is terrified. Joel of- pussilaneous. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Has a ring to it. It doesn't it. But got a new name now, buddy. Okay, so that's the scariest game for me. Okay, it's it's just hits on so many markers. Markers. Ooh, and then the second good. game, I liked it. The second like game is, is less scary, but the first, the, the opening scene, action, the opening scene, though. Yeah. Ooh, cool. we need to put, we need to watch Dakota play the opening scene, though. Bro, yeah, it's real good. Uh, when that what, fucking necromorph gets right in your face and shit, bro, and, and it's like, yeah, just like in Bum Fighter. You know what would be even scarier than Bumfighter? Bum Licker 5,000. Some people are into that. I think this is a good part to Bum end stuff? on <laughs> while we uh, still have people that are listening. So we just yeah. gained, we just put Bum Licker in the in the header, and it's like Corona. They're I'll, like, sounds put like it as the title of the Corona Bum Licker. I'll, I'll just put it as a hashtag. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going to go viral on that website. Our, on. Oh, God. Anyway, thank you. Everyone, for listening to the Digital Bath podcast, it has been a fun another guest episode with Amanda. Thank you for being hey, here. Yeah, Please thank you. Listen Appreciate to it. anytime you want to get rid of someone, I'll show up. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget to listen to uh, Blood Related, a horror movie podcast. Yeah, we watched a Hubie Halloween this week. Nice. Not a horror movie, but it was say, a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because yeah. I've heard a lot of bad things. I only have good things. It was okay. a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. All right. And, of course, uh, November Extra Life is going to be a thing. So we're going to take a part in that. We'll post some stuff to our Facebook page and our Instagrams. And so look out for that. We're hoping for a pretty good event, especially this year. I think a lot of people could use some some laughs and some fun times. So 
other than that, this is the Digital Bath Podcast, signing out. Bye. Don't hit bums with boards.